Welcome to the Heal Through Play podcast, where we explore healing through play. I'm your host, Lisa Dovgush, and I am an alchemist healer, financial strategist, and play enthusiast, which means that I love turning pain into pleasure, making big money, and having big fun. My goal with this podcast is to bring light into the otherwise dark process of shadow work and healing. This podcast features guests from all walks of life who share their stories of healing mental, emotional, and even physical wounds through the magic of play. You'll hear from improvisers, comedians, artists, influencers, meme creators, and so many more incredible guests. Thanks for playing with us. Let's get into the episode. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. I'm so excited to introduce today's guest because she is my very best friend in the world. (laughs) She is a high priestess, an incredible manifester, a healer, a Reiki master, and just a whole lot of other things. (laughs) And uh, her name is Lau, Laura Michelle Gray. And I'll hand it over to her to fully introduce herself and add anything else. I feel like you just introduced me so well because last time we recorded the podcast together, I was like, you were like, I'm this and this and this. And I was like, um, I'm human. <laughs> and that's all that's alive for me right now. But you you got it. You nailed it. Yeah. High priestess. I feel like recently... I guess I've been straying away from like titles, even though that's so what we look for in this world. And you know what? I was just thinking about this yesterday, about the labels that we give ourselves and just how like limiting labels are, because I was talking to someone about this, Mm -hmm. but I was talking about it specifically in like the political sense where like people are like, oh, I'm Republican or I'm Democratic or I'm like Libertarian or whatever. And I've been apolitical for quite some time which is also a label (laughs) all right but I was just thinking about that and like yeah the labels and just how limiting it is and how much they carry judgments about people and just yeah I've been like thinking about that as well so yeah I think it's like I think the label can sometimes feel like it confines you but even just to bring this back to like the topic of your podcast right healing through play like I I think I realize that I prefer to feel like I play in the realm of priestesshood like I play in the realm of healing like that's it's not who I am but it's what I like to play with in this life in this body and this experience right now it's what's fun for me and what's alive for me yeah I love that I love that perspective I just saw this TikTok before we got on it was this guy talking about how there's so many people that are not in their body in the spiritual community like so many people that exists in all of these other realms but they're not rooted in their body and he was saying his you know his point of view is that we didn't that's not what we came here for we came here to be in this human body to be in the human experience so like why would you and this is a conversation you and I've had countless times about people that are like oh I'm like was this and this a this in a past life and I'm part of this like alien group and blah blah and all these things and it's like we do all the same shit you know so we're like we're kind of calling ourselves out here (laughs) you know which I think most of our conversations are like us calling ourselves out half the time because we do all the same shit but I I love that we have those conversations but yeah so he was talking about that and yeah I was just thinking about how much we label things and how much that actually takes us out of this present moment experience and all that you actually know right now is that you're here in this body and like everything else is just a perception and a meaning that you're giving it based on some kind of experience that you had whether it's like an image projected on your mind or something else so I like yes. the I like the playing idea of like yeah I just like to play in these because it does take the pressure off of it right of like yeah making things make sense and I'll bring this back to also um I have a friend who uh is is very much in a space of not wanting to make any meaning around anything because <laughs> he's had he had his ex who 
put a very like dark meaning, which has happened with you and I as well. And we've talked about that on our other podcast. So if y'all want to deep dive on, on that, on our meaning making through our dark night in our friendship, <laughs> you can go listen to that. It's called the spiritual sanctuary. We have, we have our, oh, and then Lau also has her own podcast. The embodied feminine podcast. I've not posted in a while, so that's right. No. But you know, we got plenty of podcast options. Yes. <laughs> whatever, 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 yes, whatever realm of podcast you want to play in, exactly. we provided the options. We've provided for you. <laughs> um, but yeah, so his his ex like just put this meaning on him saying that he was this like energy vampire and just like all this shit that he was this like dark person and was like sucking her energy or whatever so she just like completely removed her connection to him and they broke up six weeks ago around six weeks I don't know it's probably been like seven or eight now I can tell you but so he's very much in the space of like being very hyper aware of the meaning making that we make in the world and like how often we just like take an experience and make it mean something without really recognizing that that's a meaning you're giving it that's a perception that you have about this based on your preconceived notions right like when i'm meditating and i see an image of of a monk at a temple i'm then giving it the meaning of oh this must be me recalling a past life when in reality i don't know <laughs> like i just saw an image of a monk in a temple you know <laughs> could be a million other things So I like the play analogy there of like, these are the realms I want to play with because then it takes the pressure off of this having to mean the absolute truth with a capital T and rather, this is what I choose to believe. This is what I choose to play with this idea that, oh, this is my past life. Yeah. See, I actually love that the conversation is going here because this has been such a, a theme for me in my life and such a revelation I've been coming into. But when you think about the attachment that we place on what we think we know about ourselves, what we think we know about who we are, our past lives, even I want to go as far as to say like the contracts that we came into this life with, like the decisions that our soul made of like, oh, this is what I want to do for this lifetime. This is the experiences I want to have. This is my purpose. This is my mission. And when we attach so much to like, or I I think for example, like I've had so many lives as a high priestess or as a witch or having this kind of experience. And if I were to attach myself to that so much and be like, well, I'm a high priestess and like I've had lives and I want to bring ISIS into this because I think that's a great example. I've had a lot of lives in service to ISIS, like, like learning from her, mentoring with her, like being in devotion to spreading her teachings here on earth. And I still like to play in that realm in this lifetime, but it's like the, the realization that those things are not the destination it's not actually your identity of who you are it's just the way in which i have chosen across many lifetimes to experience and share the truth of god and to learn about god and so the ultimate truth the ultimate thing we desire to experience is the truth of god and that is limitless it has no labels there are no constructs there like it goes way beyond i feel like to be a priestess is like to be in devotion to love, be in devotion to learning about love, being in devotion to sharing love, being in devotion to the truth of love. But the need for the priestess ceases to exist once everything has returned to love, right? So it's like we're, we're in pursuit of that deeper truth of full oneness, of full coming back to source. And so when we stay stuck on the labels, on the identifications of like, no, but I'm a priestess and that's what I'm meant to do in this lifetime because I've been a priestess across many lifetimes, maybe there's actually a deeper calling within you that wants to move beyond that, that wants to transcend those labels and experience a new way of being in service to God, a new way of experiencing God that just expands you even more. And I feel like that's why we have to be willing to let go of of what we think we need to be doing. Like, I think the pressure of like, oh, this is what I'm here to do. This is what I should be doing. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. This is what I signed up for. That can create a lot of limitation because, I mean, I don't know the version of myself who chose all of that. Maybe that's exactly what I, I want to experience. But all I can trust is that if that's what I, if that's what's still in alignment for me right now, if that's what's still true for me right now, then that's what will be in my heart right now. That's what I will 
desire to be and that's what I will have fun being and that's what I will like have the most joy in but if I don't have joy in it if I don't have fun of it it's not an authentic desire for my body then I can trust that I don't the need for that has been transcended and I can just move on and do what I want to do instead yeah I think you're touching on something that is so deep and so important to witness and to bring into the collective right now this idea that when you reach when you touch and embody the love of god which is what we put all these labels on ourselves to try and and communicate that and to embody that but once it's embodied then the need for the label goes away because you are just that, right? Like the need for the high priestess. I like what you said about that, to call yourself that goes away. And so I think that this lends really well to this conversation of, I want to say spiritual ego, right? Like that's the the label that I want to give it. And the way that we get so attached to our different labels and how that's actually keeping us out of being embodied in what we truly desire because we aren't willing to let go of these labels and just allow ourselves to be in the experience of the thing that we want to call in and be in but it's like we're pushing it away by by putting a label between us and the thing well yeah because it's like the labels are causing you to suffer in ways because you're if you say like oh I'm not from earth and like I want to god I don't want to be on this planet like I'm from Sirius whatever I don't know what planet yeah you're from this other planet you're on earth and it's so heavy and it's so hard you're actually causing separation between yourself and and the planet earth Pachamama Mother Gaia you're creating separation between yourself and your body you're creating separation between yourself and the human experience you're creating separation between you and god you're creating suffering for yourself because you're so attached to this label of who you've been and it's not like of course there's there's the experience of being homesick or feeling not fully placed or feeling but that's not like attaching to that and making that mean something like you said is not going to make you feel any better. It's just going to help you. It's going to make you identify with the fact that you're separated and that you're homesick and that you're suffering. I love that. Yeah, that's that's such a beautiful conversation. We just had a very long conversation about ego and ego in the coaching industry and in the spiritual space yesterday. That was so fruitful. I wish we'd been recording it. <laughs> I feel so like that's, that's literally our podcast because every time we have a conversation, we're like, man, we should have recorded like, we this. We should like, record so this for the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Actually, but, there's one more piece that I want to touch yeah, yeah. on really quickly about what we we're just talking about. I think even the easiest way to make that analogy of what I was trying to say is that Ultimately, we are all on the path of returning to oneness. And the way that we get there is through miracles. Miracle, any miracle at at its most simplest form is an act of love. An act of love is a miracle. And so we give each other miracles to help one another return back to love. God, the universe, life presents us with miracles to help us heal and return back to oneness, to love. But once we've returned to oneness and love, the need for the miracle becomes obsolete. The miracle is no longer necessary. And so the thought is like, when we identify ourselves, I am a miracle worker. And we stay stuck in that identification. We see that identification as the end all be all, the ultimate truth, the destination. Then we are identifying with the fact that there will always be the need for miracles, meaning that we're concluding that we're never going to become one, right? That we're always going to be separate because it's like, why do we need the miracles to heal the wound of separation? And once that wound is healed, we don't need miracles. We don't need miracle workers. It's not necessary. There's no need for it. And so it's like, that's what I'm talking about, the identification when we get stuck on, well, this is just who I am. We're actually, we're maybe three steps away from reunification with God, but we're so stuck in this identification that we won't let ourselves go there. And so we won't let the rest of life get there either. Well, that seems to be the theme, right? It's like, you're literally just on the edge of people. I think most of us don't realize how close we are to being the thing embodying it and then not having the need for the third party that is actually we think is serving us into getting closer like the image 
to me that comes up, which was part of the conversation we were having yesterday is the idea of a guru, the idea of a mentor of someone above you to like look up to and teach you the ways and guide you as you are this clueless sheep who needs to be, who needs a torch in the dark to follow. And I'm not saying that there is no need for that. I think that, you know, everything serves its purpose, but I think that there are like light and shadow sides to everything. And I think after, after a while, you do have to recognize that you're, I, I think that like, really what I think is that there's a point where you have to be willing to let go of the hierarchical structures that we create around like mentorship. And that's something I've been thinking about a lot because the same friend that I, that I told you about that broke up with uh, his ex and was called an energy vampire or whatever she called him. We've talked about doing healing together and, you know, exchanging sessions and all of that. So his, his friend invented this, model of relating uh, to people, defining people, people's relationships, like in a very clear way. And so one of the, it's called IR for anyone that's interested. Um, It's intentional autonomous relating is the system. So if anyone wants to look it up, um, Vision in Austin, Texas teaches this uh, method. He runs workshops. So if you want to learn more about that, go ahead and check it out. But so one of the list items of defining the relationship is mentorship so where do both people stand on mentorship in this relationship and I think that the way that vision describes it is mentorship is taking someone under your wing and like the hierarchical traditional idea of mentorship where it's like yeah there's someone that knows more than you and they're going to take you under their wing and like teach you their ways right And the way that I saw it, because you and I have our friendship and like, I see you as a mentor. Like, I think that you have so many incredible light codes, but you're also my best friend. Right. And I've never seen you as above me or as any of that. Right. Like, I think that we can exist on this polarity of understanding like, oh, you have things that you're good at and that like, I, I want to learn from you. Right. So I came at it from that perspective of the relationship that you and I have and like the relationship that I have with grace that I'm sure you and grace have as well. Right. Which is another one of our friends, grace Moralia, who's very gifted and, and incredible. And so I brought that up to him and was like, well, the way that I see mentorship is you're fully willing to disclose and teach the person anything and everything like if you allow to come to me and be like hey can you teach me your step-by-step process for how you do alchemy sessions or can you teach me like step-by-step whatever like I would never be like no you have to you know buy into my program to learn that we have a relationship where we have a full full flow and like this this just agreement between us that we're here to do life together and we're going to learn from each other and teach each other and i also never expect you to like come to me and be like give me all your methods step by step yeah <laughs> you know i think also it's like i was actually talking to my to my friend sophie about this yesterday it's like when you think of when you pay someone for energy work or for a, a mentorship session or for some kind of experience, right, with a coach or a healer, whoever it is, you're, it's, you're loving each other. Like you are, that's exactly you are what I had in my mind as well. Like that yes, exact thought. It's, it's exchanging forms of love. And I think we, it's, this is where the money thing, like people get really conflicted and feel weird about it because they don't equate money to love. They don't equate money to God, but it's like, if I'm teaching, it's like we, we exchange all the time because we have conversations, we hold space for one another, we teach one another, we give insights to one another. So it's very balanced in that way. It fills both of our cups. We never give when we don't have anything to give. Like we're always, we're very conscious of one another, very respectful of one another. And that's why that works so well. And when you do it with somebody who's paying you, it's the same thing, except they're giving you the return in a different way like the exchange in a different way with what they have to offer to you in that moment because it's like everyone has something extremely valuable to offer and I was like saying this is the example I gave Sophie I was like imagine if we didn't have money and the only thing you could barter with was 
the value that you give and like the knowledge that you have or you know whatever like let's say that you were you're a jeweler and you love making jewelry and like that's what you do if you want to get bread every single week and you go to the bakery and the, that person loves to bake there's going to be a point where maybe they're like well, I don't need it. like I already have 20 bracelets I already have 20 necklaces like I don't need that anymore and so you kind of become limited in what you can exchange there. And so that's where money comes in, right? Money is just that universal form of exchange that we can use to keep the world moving, keep us creative, keep us sharing with one another. And that's all that is. And so it's like, when you're paying someone to work with them, you're just exchanging love with that person, value for value. And when someone mentors you for free, they're still an exchange that's happening there. Like usually I feel like if you're mentoring or working and you're like a nun somewhere or you're a Buddhist somewhere, or you're just like, I don't know, like or you're a monk somewhere, you're going to be helping out by helping keep the community alive, right? There's still an exchange happening there for the wisdom, for the knowledge. So ultimately that's all it is. It's just, it's an equal exchange of, of parts of ourselves, what we're able to share with one another in terms of love in that moment that's going to help one another get closer to to source yeah absolutely i love what you said about there the the baseline the established flow of love that already exists in relationships right like that you and i have that grace and i have that you and grace have right because then yeah it's like it's it's a given right it's like it's a given of course I'm gonna you know of course we're gonna do this together because there's already that baseline that foundation of love where we're constantly exchanging already and it's like an exchange of yeah love of of friendship of just like all all of these different things like meeting meeting each other's needs speaking of needs (laughs) we're talking about that yesterday I've also been thinking this total total um sidetrack from this conversation so yesterday Lau was telling me about uh her mushroom most recent mushroom trip and um she was telling me about how she was looking at her partner at Theo and she was like I just couldn't imagine leaving this person like I I couldn't ever imagine doing that you know because like we're soul family and it was like all of these conditions that we place on people in our lives like you have to meet my needs like totally falls away because it's like we're family and you know like why would I ever do that yeah and I've been I've been thinking about that so much especially (laughs) with my cat because something you said that has just stuck with me is you were like, I looked at Kobe and Leo, which are your dogs. You're like, I looked at them and I saw their true nature, which is that they're a soul, just like me and you and Theo, like they're the same souls as us, but they just decided to incarnate as a dog. And I've been thinking so much about that with my cat because my cat is such a doozy and I was looking at her today because she is relentlessly motivated by food like she will sit in the kitchen waiting for something to fall off the counter she like no matter how many times you kick her out you tell her moon get out and you kick her out like literally I will kick her I mean I'm not like hurting her but I'll like use my foot to like get her out of the kitchen you know and no matter how many times you do it, she's going to come right back and she's sitting there and she's waiting, you know? And I was just thinking about that. And I was like, she's just playing this role of this cat that is so food motivated, that is so loud. Like her soul was like, this is the most fun thing I could play is this cat that is just absurdly annoying and the only goal she has is to get as much food as possible from as many sources as possible in this lifetime and that's it and it's like that's her game that's what she's doing and so this morning I woke up and I just like she she always is just so she gets so excited like she does a lot of cute things but you know, anytime I wake up, she's usually out of the room because she'll be up at like 5 a.m. and then I'll feed her at like 6 and she's out of the room. Uh, but normally she sleeps with me through the night. And so when I wake up at like 8 or 9 or 10, uh, she'll hear me like the bed move and she'll meow, 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 
and like walk up to the door and get so excited that I'm up, you know? And so this morning she was doing that. She was just like, meow, meow, you're up. I'm excited. And normally I ignore her because she's so, so loud all of the time and meows all the time. And this morning I was like, she's just asking for love. Like she just wants me to like acknowledge her and be like, hi, I love you. Good morning. You know, literally this cat (laughs) incarnated in this body so it could be with you in this lifetime. Yeah. And she's waited like you adopted her. She's had experience. She's been waiting to yeah. get to you. And For like finally she's arrived. For finally she's arrived. She's just like, meow, meow, Lisa, I love you. I'm so happy. You're just like, shut the fuck up. Get out of my room. I hate you. No. Literally. We should give a disclaimer on the episode. No, no cats were harmed. No, ca- no cats were harmed. Yeah. <laughs> but um, no. And so this morning I just was like, I love you so much, you know? Um, and, and it was, and it was a good time, but yeah, I've been thinking about that a lot and with people as well, because I, the, the person we were just talking about, I, we both feel just like a very deep soul connection to each other. We've had like, where he's had visions of like, I, I was walking up to you and I had this vision of a past life that we had, like, which is a past life I've known about. Like I had a past life as a monk and then he complete not knowing that information at all was like walking up to me we were at the park and was like I just had this like third eye activation vision and saw you and me as monks like full shaved heads orange garb you know we were walking I was like I actually have had like at least two past lives as a monk I know this for a fact so I was like it's very likely that we were in one of those lives together but I'm in an interesting place with this person where I'm like having to redefine the relationship And I've been torn like the past week being like, what am I going to do, you know, and like, how am I going to, not the whole week, it it was pretty much just the weekend, because then I like came to a conclusion of what I'm going to do. But yeah, I've, I've been so torn because I'm like, I have such deep love for this person. I feel so connected to them, but like, there's these needs that they're not meeting, you know? And so then I thought about our conversation and that just added an extra layer for me of confidence and stability in my decision, because I decided like, I'm, I don't want to like completely break the connection. You know, I don't want to not be friends with this person. Like I want them in my life, but I just have to set like more different boundaries so yeah it just made me feel really good because I was like yeah you're right like the family is the most important thing and we do come here with these people and when we find these people and we like feel this deep connection whatever that connection is right whatever meaning we want to give it but it's like why why would I (laughs) why would I then be like fuck this and just break the connection and not have this person in my life because the human Lisa feels like her needs are not being met like yeah because you've created an attachment I think that was ultimately like when I had that realization I looked at Theo it was there was no question because I was so tapped that's the thing it's like when we source from God when we source from love we are infinite we are limitless we are always overflowing there's always more to give when we're sourcing from God and so in that moment, I, I was like, not my human self. I was, I was fully, I transcended like the experience of being Lao in this body. I was like fully in my soul awareness in that moment. And there was no lack, like there was no lack of love within me. There was no lack of love in my body. There was no lack of love. I just was overflowing with the presence of love. And I looked at Theo and I was like, he's my family. Like I was just was so grateful for the fact that we came to earth to have this experience together. Like this is my soul family. We incarnated here together. We came here to like have fun and enjoy this earthly plane together. And I was thinking of like the ways in which maybe he still has places to heal, which I also have places to heal. Like we're no, no different. We're very much mirrors of each other. And I, there, it wasn't like, it was so weird to me to think, because I mean, I think that's like, just to give a little bit of context, I think that's such a conversation that happens in the spiritual community. It's like so many people leaving their partners because they're like, oh, my partner's just like, they're not fully meeting me. They're not fully what I need them to be, or they're not as spiritually evolved as I am, or all this conversation, all, all these stories. And in that moment, for me, it was just the recognition. It was like, oh yeah, like, and I think it was because I was so aware in that moment. I was like, oh, like he's asleep, but that's okay. Like, I'll just pray over him I'll just like I'll just love him and he'll he'll get there like he's gonna wake up like it was kind of it was just the 
realization oh he's dreaming like but I'll he'll I'll wake him up it's not a big deal like I love him just grateful that he's here with me and it was just like the the pure joy of the fact that we're here together and we get to play together I was like I had tears in my eyes I was like crying I was like I'm just so sad but I'm just like emotional and I'm grateful and Thea's like hugging me he's like oh it's okay like looking at Kobe and Thea looking them in the eye because they were trying to sit outside with us and they were like we're like well go inside guys go inside because you know they'll like freaking bark and attack anything that they see and so you know we can't take them out unless they're on a leash and they were just like chilling out in the back patio and I just realized I was like they just want to be with us they just want to like part of the family they want to be outside with us like I don't want to be inside right now I just want to be out in nature and I just realized we're like really seeing them as their the essence of their soul I mean like they're also our soul family like these are the the beautiful beings that I came here with to be with so that gratitude just landed so and I want to also bring that back to like what we were talking about with the energy exchange and the, the I think it's like I think of Jesus like I I, I relate to Jesus a lot when I talk about this stuff because when I think yeah, of like, he's our well, homie <laughs> oh you know like, what I was gonna bring that up because I was thinking about that like today or yeah literally this morning I had the exact same thought it's fascinating to me how we just share a yeah, brain very connected. we share a brain <laughs> literally like I'm not even joking guys we literally like we will have the same exact experiences the same exact thoughts call each other like two days later and be like I had this crazy thing two days ago and then I'll be like I had the same thing two days ago or like a day ago you know <laughs> it's like crazy but I was thinking about this with Jesus of like because I was thinking about our conversation and how so many people like in the spiritual community this this idea of like I have to leave my partner because they're not matching my vibe and blah 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 you know and same thing with like the people in our lives where we're like oh I have to like I don't want to be in a relationship with this person or I don't want to have a friendship with this person because I'm xyz and they're xyz and I was just thinking about Jesus and was like he was just out here fucking chilling with everyone like this guy there was no, like, you can't imagine Jesus being like, oh, this person's too low vibe for me. Like, I can't hang out with them. You know, like, there was no such thing. He was just like chilling with everyone and just yeah. so loving to everyone and just saw everyone in their true soul essence. And yeah, I, I was just thinking about that. And I was like, man, what the fuck is this like spiritual ego bullshit that we're spinning here with this like, oh, this really person's too low vibe for me. And baby, baby, baby. <laughs> I think if like I think if you're in a relationship that's harmful and someone that's abusing you and that's mean to you or that like if it doesn't make you happy doesn't bring you joy walk away from it like everything in your life should bring you joy I'm a firm believer in that um however like like you said I relate to Jesus because I I think because I know the most about Jesus like I don't know that much about Buddha I could probably look into it but that's never I've never felt called and it's like, I look at Jesus as maybe the example of like, okay, this is a truly enlightened being who is here to speak and teach truth. Like that is somebody who I look up to as like, how did he, how did he live his life as an example of what's possible for us? And so it's like anything that, not, that doesn't match that ultimate level of unconditional love to me is not part of the whole truth and it's not what I'm seeking. I'm not seeking half truths. I'm not seeking partial truths. I'm not seeking more labels or more separation or pushing away. Like I want to play and live in the realm of God. I don't want to play in the matrix. I don't want to play in the separation. I'm playing with God. Like that's my ultimate goal. And that's what my devotion is to in my life. And so when you think of Jesus, like the way he healed people was through the grace that he carried everywhere he walked and the grace is the ability to see other people as the truth of who they are and so that's where the the purest energy exchange happens and that's where the actual healing happens and I think that's really important like if you're stepping into the role of being a teacher if you're stepping into the role of being a teacher uh, a mentor or a healer you have to be able to have the integrity and the grace to be able to see other people as their highest self as a reflection of God that's where the healing happens because you by you witnessing them as the truth of who they are you are inviting that version of them 
spirit to step forward within them as well as in yourself because everything you give to, as the oneness as the whole everything you give to another you're giving to yourself everything you see in one in another person you're seeing in yourself everything you awaken in another person you're awakening in yourself and so the act of giving is the act of receiving in that moment and so it's like we give love freely without expecting anything in return because to expect anything in return would like imply that we think that we're lacking in some way we're already overflowing and every time we give love to another we're also multiplying that within ourselves and so i know like a course in miracles talks about it they call it an idea everything in life is an idea and we see it as like oh if i share the idea i'm giving the idea away but in reality when you share an idea you actually multiply and grow the idea like how do things become manifest how do things grow it's by the collective sharing an idea and so when you want to grow something in your life when you want to grow something in yourself when you you're holding a vision you share it with as many people as possible because that's what's going to allow that vision to come to life that's what's going to allow for it to grow so that's the, the true healing to me is it's not anything we can really do it's just the amount to which we can love other people and see other people as their highest selves and that's where the, that that hierarchy comes in right when we think of other people as unhealed or less than us we're actually doing them an extreme disservice and we're also making the same judgment about ourselves we are we will forever be separated from god through that perception because we are seeing them as separate from god and by seeing them as separate from god we're seeing ourselves as separate from god because we're perceiving them as flawed as unhealed as needing help needing to be fixed being less than us and it's just perpetuating separation it's like the ultimate healing the truest form of of salvation of liberation is by just loving one another and seeing the truth in one another and me seeing you as your highest self, me seeing you as God. That is how I heal you. That is how I heal me. That is how I heal the world. Wow. That just resonated so, so deep. I love that. Is that it? That's all healing is. And I've been thinking about that so much recently, being an energy healer myself and holding the alchemy sessions. And this goes into a conversation around paradigms and the old paradigms of hierarchy and healing being this thing that you receive rather than something that you are an active participant in. And it's both, right? I think it's that that's what we're moving towards is the, the recognition that it is both and it can be both and that you're also an active participant in it and I've seen with the way that my work has shifted in the way that I hold my client sessions it used to be that I was always bestowing and and giving this healing whereas now I'm really just holding space and since I've been doing that more, I've, I've noticed this very interesting happened during my sessions where I'll be, because most of my sessions are over Zoom. I've had, I do some in person, but you know, for anyone that's local. So if you want to do an in-person session, hey, I'm here, I'm in Austin, you know, come, 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 let's do it. It's super fun. And we always do like a little dance party at the end. So it's great. What I've noticed is I'll be on Zoom and then I'll like be, you know, facilitating. And then I look over at myself and I just witness myself and I smile at myself and I'm like, look at me. I'm just this like little, little healer, this little high priestess here who's just facilitating this healing. And I just like feel so much love for myself in the in this yes. moment where I'm like, wow, like I get to do this and like be in the space with this person. And it's not anything like I've ever really experienced to like witness myself in that light when I'm in the middle of that. And to really genuinely just be like, wow, like I, I get to do this. And I'm so happy that this person, that this, this human Lisa, <laughs> that I'm in this body facilitating this and that I'm playing in these realms. So, and I think that that's what we're talking about here, right? Is like witnessing yourself as that higher self. Cause that's what I feel. Like, I really feel, I look at myself and I'm like, I'm seeing the soul. I'm seeing the higher version of myself. 
that's present in this space with this person witnessing them as the ultimate healer for themselves because they're self-sourcing all the answers and all of the information that they're receiving i'm not telling them oh i'm seeing this past life or there's this akashic record like i'm i'm just guiding them and then they're getting all the answers and answering their own questions my job is to just be like trust that and be in that and like be in your own energy and trust that you know what you're doing right and I'm just here to like uphold that and encourage you to know that that's the truth yeah helping you're helping them remember you're you're that's like I think the the best teachers are the ones that help you walk yourself home to God Mm, I love that beautiful all right so yeah i have a a piece to bring in that's related to that tell tell us the piece okay so you were talking about you know looking at yourself in a client session and looking at yourself being like oh like i get to be this human and i get to share this and i get to share this truth and that's an interesting piece because also something i've been thinking about a lot ultimately like to for me to describe like the experience that we're having as souls as human like the whole experience of 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 god of life it's one became two for the joy of becoming one again and so keyword their joy like for the joy of becoming one again right that's a really important part there and when i was feeling into like if the ultimate truth of everything is love and just that return to love then I was like well then why why would anything else matter right I was kind of like going through a little bit of of a dark moment with that I was like well what's the point of me even calling myself a priestess what's the point of me doing any of this work what's the point of me teaching any of this if it doesn't really ultimately matter if it's not actually they're all constructs right they're all labels they're all stories they're all things we've created but it's not actually the ultimate truth of we're just oneness. We're just being, we're just love. And I realized that it's because love, God is create is creative source. What it does, it's create, it creates. That's the joy of God is it gets to create. It's always expanding. That's the thing. Love is always growing. Love is always expanding simultaneously because time is, non-existent it's all the love that's ever been and ever will be already exists right now but at the same time love is always extending itself it's always expanding itself it's always growing it's like the sun that just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger and we as extensions of the sun as part of the sun are the part that is extending itself is creating and so the world like earth is a creation of god It's a place that at the deepest level, we're meant to get to play and create in. The purpose is joy. Like the joy we get through experiencing ourselves and the true nature of who we are. And so when we're playing in these realms, there's nothing wrong with it. It's not, even though it's it's all an illusion and it's all temporary, we get to play in it. And it's kind of like, being a little kid and like playing with Barbies, for example, like the story you're creating with the Barbies is temporary. You're creating this little play if these things are happening. It's not real. It's not going to last, but you still get to have the experience of joy and fun and creativity of in that moment in time, getting to experience and play out that story. And so that's what we're here for. It's purely for the joy of, and so that's why I said in the beginning, like, I I play in the realm of priestesshood because that's what's fun for me. It's not that it's more important, more relevant, more true than any other form of spiritual leadership, any other form of spiritual experience, any other life, anything. It's not more important or relevant than anything. It's just what brings me joy and what resonates for me right now and what I love to experience, what helps me feel closer to God, what helps what helps me get closer to God and bringing it back to like what you were talking about, seeing yourself as the vessel, like, oh, I, I get to share truth in this lifetime. How exciting. 
that's the purpose of, of why we're here. That's what our bodies are for. That's what language is for. That's what this reality is for. Like I, I hear so much conversation of people are like, oh, we're here to hurt, learn like lessons and we're here. And like, that's true. We are growing and learning as we're here. But the ultimate purpose of our life is joy. It's not to like be on this hard path as a light worker and have to go through all this pain and suffering and karmic lessons. And it's a struggle. And this is what I signed up for because this is where I'm going to grow the most. The ultimate purpose of our life anywhere. Like I refuse to believe that that God was like, I'm going to create this planet just strictly for suffering. This is where you go. Like it's all created by you. You are the creator of your reality. You can never be subjected to, you're never like a victim that's just been subjected to a reality by a creator outside of you. It's just like, well, Lisa sucks for you. You're going to live this horrible life on earth and you're just going to be in the shit and you're going to suffer. And it's going to be horrible. And you're just like, okay, well, this is what I signed up for. And it's so hard. And I never want to come back to earth. And this sucks. Right. It's like, you're completely missing the point. You're actually, you're not, you're not believing in truth. You're believing in illusion. And when, when I did that last room trip, I was telling you about that yesterday, I spoke light language for five hours straight. Like I literally, it was hard for me to speak. So I was like saying the human language. It was hard for me to speak the human language. I, it hurt my body physically to speak the human language. And when I was speaking, it was like, a, it was a shift that happened. My friend and I, we literally had the sole remembrance of who we actually are. And we were speaking in our language and we were telepathically communicating. We were understanding what we were saying. We're having all these downloads, all these revelations, like life seemed so simple all of a sudden. I was like, oh, I'm this visitor here on earth. I'm just like on vacation here. It's, you know, it's cool. As I was speaking light language, I was obviously Theo. He wasn't on shrooms. He was just like in his little, little human, human self. And we were having to speak English to communicate with him. And so every time we want to say something, we had like force a few words out. And I was talking to my friend, Sophie, we were doing it together. I was talking about how when I was speaking light language, I could feel it opening my entire heart. I was, I was literally pouring love from my entire being. And when I was speaking English, it felt very like almost made me feel kind of constricted. It was very much like in my lower chakras. It wasn't coming from the heart. It was very dense feeling and I didn't like it. I was like, oh, I don't feel good speaking this language. And what I realized is that light language, at least what I was speaking, contains only truth. It contains only love. And it's, it's, the, it's the vibration, the sound resonance of what everything in life is made up out of, of love. It's like the sound of God. Whereas the human language includes duality it it includes um illusion that's it create it includes duality and includes delusion yes illusion see the human language (laughs) delusion and delusion we're tripping (laughs) over ourselves yes so that's why it feels heavy because it creates it, it contains the possibility for separation for lies for suffering and that's why we have to be so careful with our words because our, our, the sound, like our words are literally what creates. And it's through, it's not a bad thing. It's through the human language. The human language is necessary because it's how we communicate with each other in the realm of forgetting. The human body, even though the body, it's an illusion, it's not real. It's how we get to touch each other. It's how we get to know each other. It's how we get to witness and experience life. It's how we get to witness one another. And so the body and the language are tools, they're tools for loving one another. They're tools for truth to come through us. They're tools to teach each other. But that can only happen when we regard them in that way and we regard them with that respect and that love and devotion to love and a devotion to God. Because when we're devoted to illusion, when we're devoted to untruth, when we're de- devoted to duality, and we, we don't have our gaze on that ultimate truth of, of witnessing love in one another, we start speaking illusion we start speaking lies we start speaking from a place of duality we speak from a place of ego and that's where we actually create more separation we create more destruction we create more suffering it's so that when when we identify the body with the ego right it's like when the belief in sickness the belief that we can be attacked the belief in harm that's where we're creating more duality it's where we're creating more suffering and so you actually getting to see yourself this body right here is a vessel for me to pour truth and love into other people and into this life that is the true purpose of the body and that's like just you getting to see yourself I just wanted to say that because I was like that's literally it wow enlightening moments (laughs) moments 
of enlightenment. Yeah, it's been a fascinating. And you know, it's funny while you were saying that, I was just thinking about, because I had that download the other day with someone where they were describing to me just like a very difficult, they were describing to me trauma and just how their like nervous system is always activated. And I got this download of like, just hold this person, like literally just hug them and just hold them. And when I, when I did that, it was like this person was just like melting into literally melting into me just sinking and was like this is changing my life why why haven't I ever just had someone hold me just hold me and when you think about it and we look at and we look at when we're babies because that's kind of the that's kind of the message I received is we come into this earth held held and just held like that's it that's our existence is just being held for so long for an entire year of our lives and then onward you know what when a child is upset what does it say to their mom it says mommy hold me can you hold me right like yes. i want i want i want up right and then slowly we get weaned away from that but why as adults are we not honoring that that is the deepest need and the, and the most incredible part of being human why we're in this body is to experience that love through this body which is through touch through holding each other yeah it's powerful. right like how many people say you know I want to be held like I just want to be seen and heard and held and so many times when we're talking about our needs being met we're we're just coming down to this one singular point which is I want to be held in my truth yeah why can't that be literally holding someone right like how and you know there's been so much research done about this too like in relationships and how when partners are discussing things or having a disagreement it's so much more productive when they're looking at each other looking each other's eyes they're holding hands or like have you know just like touching in some way those conversations go so much better because you're regulating your your nervous system with that person and I think that you're also when we're when we get back to the point of what you were making is we're allowing ourselves to be conduits of that love to pour into each other that love so anything that you talk about almost becomes obsolete because you're bringing medicine into the moment and you know when I to me what this brings to mind is with this person that I said I I just held him and he was like melting into me when that was happening I was I was thinking about you and how how many times I had difficulties and you would just hold me like that's it that was the instinct or when you would have something difficult and I I would just hold you And just how that was such deep medicine in that moment. And it just makes me think of how much we separate ourselves by not allowing ourselves to be held or to hold others because we put all these, and I think it all comes from wounding, right? From trauma of not being held enough or being held in the wrong ways or not trusting the people, you know, all these illusions of what holding and touch means. And I think that it's like our responsibility to transcend that and to come into the body and to recognize that the reason you came into this body is to express and experience love through this way, right? Jesus talks yes. about he he would wash people's feet. Why did he do that? To express that love through that touch, right? He healed through touch. He would touch people to heal them. He didn't hover his hands over them. He touched them, Yes. right? Like that... That I think is just such deep medicine that we, you know, and it just makes me think about how many illusions there are in our society around like, and I don't think any of this is irrelevant. I think this is also like all important things to keep in mind of like having boundaries and, you know, all all of these different things around like not letting people touch you and, and all this stuff. But even as that conversation happens in the back of my mind, I think I always have a bit of a resistance to that, not in the sense of like, I don't want to get, you know, consent from people, but I just think that it creates this, this third party, right? It creates this like another layer 
that you have to try and, you know, move through to connect with a person when we say all of these things about like boundaries and things. And yeah, well, I don't know. I it think just it makes me start thinking about that. It represents like, it's, it's the fundamental lack of trust. And it's, because I, it, I think the intention if somebody touches you, the intention really, really matters. Like if someone is touching you with harmful intent or from an ego place of like, they want something from you or, it's not actually from a place of soul to soul, seeing you as God, witnessing you as God and touching you from that place. Like, yeah, there's there's a pulling away that gets to happen of, of yeah, there, there, like you said, there, there's boundaries that get to be set. And it was like, if somebody is touching you from a genuine place of, I see you and let me witness and hold you, when you kind of flinch away, you're uncomfortable with that there might be like, that's, that's your lack of trust and your lack of feeling safe being held and being seen, right? There's a deeper wounding for you there. But if someone's touching you to take something from you because they're suffering, they're in lack and you're not in a place with them to give that, like, yeah, you have to honor where you're at in that moment. And actually this, I'm glad that you brought that up because I feel like this is the, the distortion and the illusion that we're in is that yes, we're moving towards love. Yes, we're moving towards oneness and wholeness. And it's also okay that we're not there yet. And so when we look at our current actions and our current beliefs and our current state of being and how we feel right now, and we measure it up to the state of oneness, we are going to make ourselves wrong. We're going to be like, oh, I have to fix myself. I have to heal myself. I'm wrong for feeling this way. Like, this is not what God wants me to feel. When the reality of oneness and wholeness is actually you are perfect exactly as you are. And these feelings and these experiences you're having, they're valid. And at the same time, they don't mean anything. They don't mean anything about you. They don't mean anything about your wholeness. They don't mean anything about your worthiness. You are your highest self. You already are that, right? And also part of like what you're talking about mentors and gurus that hierarchical feeling that we get it's like so many of us connect to our higher self as if our higher self is a being that lives outside of us as if we're like looking up to the sky and like we have to do I mean I've recorded a meditation like that literally for people 20 minute meditation where you take some stairs up into the angelic realms and you meet your higher self and now like I'm realizing like your higher self is you you are your higher self your body is the light of your higher self manifesting itself into physicality. You already are that. There's nothing you can do to ever be separated from your true self, from your higher self, from God, from spirit. You've never been separate. You can't, you can't connect to God. You can't connect to your higher self. You can't connect to spirit because connecting would imply that there was ever a severing. All you can do is disconnect from the illusion, disconnect from the ego. And the ego is the one that says you are wrong. There's something that needs to be healed. You need to be fixed. And so when you say the ultimate way of healing is holding one another, that's the ultimate way we heal ourselves is not by rejecting the feelings that we're experiencing, not by making our feelings wrong. It's just by completely unconditionally loving and accepting them and understanding it's okay that I feel this way because it doesn't mean anything about me. It doesn't say anything about me. It doesn't say any, it doesn't threaten my wholeness. It doesn't threaten my perfection. It's okay that I feel this way. And by bringing that, that's literally the, the essence of God is pure unconditional love and acceptance. It has no judgment. It has no, it, ha, it cannot tell you you're wrong. It's literally not capable of doing that because it, it doesn't see you as separate. All love and God can do is just look at you and be like, you're perfect. I love you so much. You're my child. That's all love can do. And so when you're able to bring that into yourself and you meet your triggers, not with the need to change, not with the need to heal, not with the need to fix, not by making them wrong, literally just, I love you and I accept you. That is the energy. That is the light that will dissolve the illusion. That is the light that cracks your heart open. That just pure acceptance of where you're at right now, that okayness is what opens your heart. And that's what allows you to be fully penetrated by spirit. That's what opens you up. That's where the, the balancing of the masculine and the feminine happens. And I told you about um, a session I had recently with Oren Harris. Like he's so amazing. I, I wanted to work with him because he is so devoted to God. He is so devoted to love. And that's like, I see the way he lives his life. That's what I want. 
Like, I don't care about, like, I don't resonate with a lot of teachers or mentors, not because they're not teaching amazing stuff, but I, I don't care to work with somebody who works in the matrix or who plays in the matrix, who believes in the matrix. I want to work with someone who only believes in the unlimited limit or like the limitless expansive truth of God and of love. That's the only kind of person that I want to work with. And so I had my session with him and literally I get on the call and he just like asks me, he's like, well, what do you want to create today? And I'm like, blah, 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 like telling my little story of what I want. And he's like, okay, like, how do you feel right now? And this man just looks at me and I'm just like, like, well, I feel kind of like I'm feeling a little emotion in my chest. I don't know. And he doesn't say anything. He just looks at me. Mind you, this is the most I've ever paid to be in a space with anyone. Like he's a very busy, successful man. And he just looks at me and he looks at me until I start crying. And I probably cried for about 10 minutes. And then I remember saying, I was like, I was like, I don't know. I just feel silly crying about it. And he was like, who says you're crying about it? You're just crying. Like, can you just cry without crying about it? You're just crying. And I just, I just cried. I cried for 10 minutes. And that's the, the majority of the session. He didn't try to, he, he brought me in revelations, right? He, he helped me understand the experience I was having within my own body and give, give words to it, give a deeper realization to it. But most of the session was him just witnessing me. And it's because he is so tapped into God. He is so attuned with his true self. He just loved me. He was loving me through the screen. He was just looking at me with the pure unconditional love that allowed me to unravel and to just pour all that emotion. Like he was just seeing me. He wasn't making me wrong. I wasn't saying stuff and he wasn't like, well, that's not true. And that's a lie. And you have to believe this and this. He was like, okay, like, I'm glad that you're honest with yourself about how you feel. And how does that make you feel? And can you be okay with that? And that's just like, he was just loving me where I was at. And, and that space completely transformed me. Like that was probably the most transformative healing or coaching session I've ever had with anyone. And not many words were spoken. It was literally just him holding me and he, but he held that gaze. He held the gaze of God. He witnessed me as my true self. He did not believe or acknowledge my limitations that I had put on myself. He just saw the truth of who I was and held me in that loving awareness. And that was the most healing thing that he could have done. Wow. That man is so great. Yeah, that's so beautiful. I love, I love the witnessing, the holding. I think we've, we've touched on a lot of very, very juicy topics here. (laughs) Really deep stuff. Yeah. I, I want to bring you on again, honestly, if you, if you want to come on at some point. I I literally, cause I was thinking of like the, the, we have so much to talk about. I was, I was thinking about the topic of healing through play and I was like getting ready for the, so just like doing my makeup and I had a lot of downloads about it this morning and what like what that means to me healing through play and I had a whole thing in my head I was like oh this is what we'll talk about I know and I knew this was gonna happen I knew I knew I knew that this was gonna happen I knew that we were just gonna go off the rails and just talk about whatever and it was just gonna be juicy and good and all these downloads in the moment you know (laughs) so yeah definitely we're gonna have to do a part two to talk more about uh you know the standard things that we talk about on this podcast <laughs> the other the other parts that we yes. that we didn't touch on but yeah so last last question I haven't asked you any questions through this we've just talked <laughs> <laughs> so my first and last question <laughs> is actually not first and last there will be another one but so if you had one last message for the listeners today what would it be one last message okay I think it's it's it ties in with a lot of stuff that we talked about and it's that your ultimate purpose for being on earth is to get to play and experience God which is experiencing beauty experiencing joy experiencing love experiencing light and you know that's we're not going to negate the fact that that can come with challenge and expansion and sometimes you're pushing limits and you're meeting new edges and sometimes that can feel scary and it can feel hard like god knows i'm in a death portal right now and it feels it feels heavy and it feels it feels difficult but you're you're you've never been you're in the intention for you coming here was never for you to suffer the intention for you coming here was never for it to 
be hard or for it to be difficult. Like the, the purest intention is for you to be in joy and get to create what you desire to create. That is the most raw, truthful reason why you're here. It's just for that pure reason. So if you feel like you're, you're on this journey as a light worker or you're on the spiritual path and it feels heavy and you feel like tired of all the healing and you feel tired of all of the constantly having to fix yourself or figure it out and you're feeling that discouragement, then just ask yourself, like, what am I really focusing on? What am I really, where, where, what is my anchor point? What is my devotion to? Is my devotion to fixing myself? Am I believing I need to fix myself? Is my devotion to the belief that I'm separate from God and I need to do something about that? Or is my devotion to the belief that I'm already one with God? And am I, and am I focusing on the experience of what that means, which is the acceptance, the peace, the love, the joy, the surrender? Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much for that. I love it. All right. So last point, last question is, if there's anything that you want to share with people, how they can find you, anything you want to plug, now is the time to do so. Okay. Well, I'm most active on my Instagram. I'd love to give all the places that I have websites and social media platforms, but honestly, I should clean those up because never active. <laughs> but my Instagram is Laura Michelle Gray. It's spelled Laura Michelle Gray. So you can probably find that in the show notes. I imagine that leads a little plug me in right there and then I have my podcast which is the embodied feminine podcast I just talk about all things spirituality being a woman like my own path of of embodying the feminine um there's just we touch on everything honestly and that's a solo cast so you'll just be hearing me speak but I am thinking of inviting some guests on so Lisa you know you'll be getting an invite pretty soon here and yeah, that's really the biggest thing is I have mentorship spots available right now. I don't know when this podcast is going to be live, but you know, if you're feeling the call, if you want to work with me, if you want to have that space held, if you're ready for that devotion to love and to play and to joy and to really shift that paradigm from, from working and playing in the matrix to playing in God's realm of infinite possibility, then look me up on Instagram, shoot me a message, and I would love to discuss working with you. Yay. Amazing. Thank you so much for being here. I love you infinitely and eternally. You have my whole heart and soul forever and ever. <laughs> BFFs. All right. Yes. Well, thank you guys for tuning in. We love you and appreciate you, and I'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Heal Through Play. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to leave a review and feel free to share your thoughts with me through an Instagram DM. I'd love to hear how this episode resonated with you. Also, please check the show notes for links on how you can connect with me and the guest of today's podcast. There's also a link to a form you can fill out if you'd like to be featured on the podcast and share your stories of healing through the energy of play. If you're seeking to work with me, I'm currently taking on clients and business partners for my financial services business. My vision is to have 100 licensed agents in the U.S. by 2023 and help 100 families become financially literate and create generational wealth. So if that's calling to you, send me an email at contact at lisadovgish.com or send me an Instagram DM at lisadovgish. Again, thank you for tuning into this episode and I cannot wait to connect with you. Until next time.